Two wrongs don't make a right. The pen is mightier than the sword. When in Rome, do as the Romans. When the going gets tough, the tough get going. What's the difference between the short sayings that are part of our everyday language and the pithy Proverbs in the Bible? For starters, the book of Proverbs is part of the inspired canon of Scripture. Thus, the Bible's Proverbs show us how to relate to God and our fellow human beings in the wisest and most godly manner. All truth is God's truth wherever it appears in literature. However, Proverbs should be trusted for its untainted wisdom from above. It is counsel from heaven for conduct on earth. I'm Ron Jones, and this is Something Good. Fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. That's Proverbs 9, 10. And this is Something Good with Dr. Ron Jones. Hello, I'm Brian Davis. Thanks for stopping by. And if you're looking for wisdom, you'd be wise to read the book of Proverbs. Ron calls it counsel from heaven for conduct on earth. Plenty of people can offer solid advice. And God tells us to seek counsel from friends and pastors and mentors. But for pure, divinely inspired wisdom straight from the mouth of God, the book of Proverbs is one of the best places you can go. And that's where we're going today as Ron continues his teaching series, Route 66, The Ultimate Road Trip Through the Bible. Visit somethinggoodradio.org to listen to any of our broadcasts on demand on your schedule. That's somethinggoodradio.org. Let's join Ron now for today's Something Good Radio message, Proverbs, Wise Sayings for Everyday Life. Well, the Pilgrim's Progress is a classic allegory of the Christian life written by a 17th century Puritan preacher named John Bunyan. How many of you have ever heard of the Pilgrim's Progress or have read this classic book? Uh, If you didn't raise your hand, you need to get a copy of it and just read it. Um, Pilgrim's Progress was was, uh, written by Bunyan while he was in prison for holding religious services without the permission of the established Church of England, if you can imagine that. It takes us all the way back to the Protestant Reformation and uh, some years after that. uh, Bunyan was one of those guys and uh, while in prison wrote The Pilgrim's Progress. It's been translated into 200 languages. And uh, the book has never gone out of print. Uh, That's why they call it a classic. The main character in the book is a guy named Christian who felt weighed down by a great burden after he read a book. Allegorically, Christian's great burden uh, represented the knowledge of sin. And uh, he became aware of his uh, sin and this burden that he carried by reading the Bible. And to find relief from his burden, Christian left his hometown called the City of Destruction and began uh, on a journey toward the celestial city, which you can imagine symbolically was a picture of heaven. And along the way, on the road to the celestial city, Christian meets all kinds of uh, interesting people, people who befriend him, uh, people like obstinate, pliable, Mr. Legality, and uh, somebody called Civility. Uh, He meets um, a very happy young man named Evangelist who um, tells Christian to lay down his burden at the wicket gate. And beyond the wicket gate, Christian, you'll find, said Evangelist, the king's highway, that long, narrow road 
that leads to the celestial city. Uh, On his way to the wicked gate, though, Christian meets another interesting character. His name is Mr. Worldly Wise Man. And Mr. Worldly Wise Man is always trying to uh, convince uh, Christian otherwise. He's trying to persuade him by his secular ethics and his worldly philosophies. For example, Mr. Worldly Wise Man asks Christian upon meeting him, Wilt thou hearken to me if I give thee good counsel? And Christian replies, If it be good, I will, for I stand in need of good counsel. And thus begins the conversation between Christian and Mr. Worldly Wise Man. And Mr. Worldly Wise Man initially tells Christian to distance himself from evangelist. He says to him, Avoid him for his counsel. There is not a more dangerous and troublesome way in the world than is that unto which he hath directed thee, and that thou shalt find if thou wilt be ruled by his counsel. (laughs) Sound familiar? Mr. Worldly Wise Man appears in every generation, and he he spews vociferous warnings about uh, the the dangers of listening to Christians and uh, embracing their bigoted beliefs. And Mr. Worldly Wise Man will, will, will do his best to marginalize and stigmatize God's wisdom and then ostracize those who follow it. We hear Mr. Worldly Wise Man all over our culture today. But the better wisdom is don't listen to Mr. Worldly Wise Man. Instead, read the book of Proverbs. In fact, read all of God's Wisdom Library, Job, Psalms, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, the Song of Solomon. Beyond that, read the entire book called the Bible, the best-selling book of all time, but unfortunately, the least read even in our day and age. But the book of Proverbs is our next stop along the ultimate road trip through the Bible, and uh, it's a perfect place for on-the-go people like you and me who are looking for something that is short, that is memorable, that is digestible, that we can carry with us today. Uh, Proverbs is full of these uh, short, pithy sayings that distill life or some aspect of life into a single statement. Kind of like Proverbs chapter one and verse seven. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. That's a good summary of the kind of thing you're gonna find in the Old Testament book of Proverbs. What exactly is a proverb? Well, Warren Wiersbe says, Proverbs are pithy statements that summarize in a few choice words, practical truth relating to some aspect of everyday life. That's a pretty good definition of a proverb. A Spanish novelist named Cervantes offered a shorter definition. He said, a proverb is a short sentence based on long experience. That's a real good definition. But the question is, what is the difference between um, pithy little statements, uh, English maxims that we might have in our everyday language, and the Bible's book of Proverbs? Well, these short sentences are based on long experience, so long that it's based upon our Creator God who is eternal. He's eternal. This is eternal truth distilled into these short little pithy statements. Now there are a lot of uh, maxims or uh, proverbs or pithy statements that are part of our everyday language. I made a list of these. These are gonna sound familiar, like two wrongs don't make a right. 
You ever hear that from your parents or your grandparents? The pen is mightier than the sword. When in Rome, do as the Romans. When the going gets tough, say it with me. The tough get going. See, these are easy, right? Birds of a feather flock together. Practice makes perfect. One man's trash is another man's treasure. A penny saved is a penny earned. Yada, yada, yada. That's not really not one, but uh, we say that a lot, don't we? What's the difference between these kinds of statements or proverbs, we might call them, and what we find in the Bible's book of Proverbs? Well, the simple answer is the Bible's book of Proverbs is God's Word. It, it, it is part of the holy canon of Scripture. It went through the gauntlet to determine, are, is, is, this, is this a result of divine inspiration? And uh, the, answer, the answer is yes. The Bible's Proverbs specifically show us how to relate to God and to our fellow human beings in the most wise and godly manner. Now, all truth is, all, is God's truth wherever we find it. But the book of Proverbs is, is, is God's distillation of uh, wise sayings for everyday life. To say it another way, it is counsel from heaven for conduct on earth. Now, you can find counsel in a lot of places. Mr. Worldly Wise Man is glad to give you his counsel. So is the therapist, your best friend, uh, the news channel, uh, social media. Oh, my goodness. You can find counsel and advice everywhere. Be careful. You have to determine, am I hearing from Mr. Worldly Wise Man or am I hearing uh, divine counsel for everyday life? In the preface to his two-volume commentary on the book of Proverbs, Dr. Bruce Waltke says, in a world bombarded by inane cliches, trivial catchwords, and godless sound bites, the expression of true wisdom is in short supply. And it is. Couldn't agree with Dr. Waltke more. In fact, when I uh, enter into that social media world, especially Twitter, which is known for its pithy sayings, you got to say what you're going to say in 140 characters or less, right? That's, that's, that's the boundaries that Twitter gives us. But what a flea market of ideas. I go to a flea market, sorry flea market people, but you, you search the world over to try to find something of value at a flea market, right? That's the flea market of ideas that we have in social media. Listen, unlike most Twitter posts, everything in the book of Proverbs is worth reading. It's worth digesting. It's worth meditating upon because this is the distillation of divine wisdom. Counsel from above for conduct on earth. Far too many of us are getting counsel from below for our conduct on earth, and that's why we're running into so many different problems. Let's dig a little bit deeper in Proverbs. Uh, it addresses a wide array of top topics and life situations, ranging from marriage and family to finances and friendships. You'll find it all topically in the book of Proverbs. It instructs parents in child rearing, while never shying away from encouraging an appropriate measure of discipline. You won't hear that from Mr. Worldly Wise Man. No, they say, yeah, let your kids discover things on their own. An undisciplined child is an unruly adult. And uh, Proverbs teaches us that. In Proverbs, you will casually meet some various people, not Mr. Worldly Wise Man, 
not obstinate or pliable or you know, mystery legality or civility. You'll meet the wise, you'll meet the foolish, you'll meet the simple, the scorner, you'll meet the slothful, you'll meet the sluggard. I love how Proverbs instructs industrious people to plan your work and work your plan. And in the same breath, it challenges the sluggard, the slothful person. Get out of bed and get to work. Get back to work. Stay with us. There's still more to come from Dr. Ron Jones, lead pastor at Atlantic Shores Baptist Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. Listen to Ron's messages on demand on your schedule at somethinggoodradio.org. That's somethinggoodradio.org. When you stop by, be sure to check out Starting Point, A Disciple's First Steps, a free online discipleship coaching experience created by Dr. Ron Jones. Look for Something Good courses when you visit our new streaming platform at somethinggoodradio.org. That's Starting Point, A Disciple's First Steps, where you'll discover what it means to be a disciple and learn how to train others to be true followers of Christ. Are you facing a challenge today? You need to make a tough decision and you're not quite sure which way to go. A great place to start is by reading the book of Proverbs. Here's Ron with the second half of today's message, Proverbs, Why Sayings for Everyday Life. Proverbs personifies wisdom as a virtuous woman. You'll meet Lady Wisdom in Proverbs. And Lady Wisdom is at her best when she instructs young men to steer clear from the smooth tongue of the adulteress. By the way, parents, you're at that point where you need to have the conversation with your teenage kids, you know, the conversation. It ain't about the birds and the bees. No, Proverbs 5, 6, and 7. Mark it down. This is your curriculum for having a conversation with your kids about sex, not about the birds and the bees, but about the blessings and the consequences of wise or foolish choices about sex. It's all there in uh, black and white right there in the book of Proverbs. Proverbs also addresses positive and negative virtues like honesty, integrity, uh, jealousy and envy, love and hatred, kindness and malice also has a lot to say about what we say, about our tongue. <laughs> if you're a gossip, a slanderer, if you like to talk about people behind their back, boy, strap on your seatbelts because um, it's the foolish person who uses his or her tongue to tear people down. It's the wise person who uses his or her tongue to praise God and to build people up. But beware the gossip, the slanderer, and the backbiter. Are you beginning to understand why the book of Proverbs is one of my favorite books and why really uh, we, we could all put it near the top of the list of our favorite books in the Bible right next to the book of Psalms that we looked at last week. It is chock full of gritty, useful, everyday wisdom from above. And did you know that you can read through the entire book of Proverbs by reading one chapter a day for 31 days? Just, you know, the 31 chapters there. It's, it's made for you know, the kind of transformation that takes place in 30 days, experts tell us. And you read the book of Proverbs kind of like you, you eat dark chocolate, just a little bite at a time, all right? It's rich. You read one chapter a day, you'll have enough to think about, to pray about. You may have read that chapter a hundred times in your life, but it intersects your life today at a different point. 
and it may contain just exactly the wisdom from above you need for some life situation that you're facing. This is the power of uh, the book of Proverbs. It contains much more than clever sayings that emerged from some you know, human experience or human reasoning. No, this is uh, God's inspired book of wisdom. And you can trust it every time. There's nothing like it in the libraries of the world, uh, this book of Proverbs. Having said that, and maybe you're still not convinced that you need to add this to your daily reading, let's talk about what, what we might gain from a reading of the book of Proverbs. And actually, the, the, the opening prose to the book of Proverbs gives us some indication of what we're in store for. Uh, Proverbs chapter 1, verses 1 to 7, if you have your Bibles, turn there with me. And what we first learn um, is that most of these Proverbs are attributed to a guy named Solomon, all right? King Solomon was uh, King David's son, and he inherited the Davidic dynasty. And um, when we were studying Kings and Chronicles, we learned about how, how Solomon was granted great wisdom. And he not only wrote many, if not most, of the, of the Proverbs, but he compiled them um, over many, many years and, and centuries. Um, it says in Proverbs 1 and verse 1, the Proverbs of Solomon, son of David, king of Israel. Now, as you get further along in the book of Proverbs, you're going to find that there were other contributors that God used to distill his wisdom and, humanly speaking, write them down. But Solomon goes on in verse 2 to tell us what to expect. These Proverbs are to help us know wisdom and instruction, to understand words of insight, to receive instruction in wise dealing, in righteousness, justice, and equity, to give prudence to the simple, knowledge and discretion to the youth. Let the wise hear and increase in learning, and the one who understands obtain guidance. To understand a proverb and a saying, the words of the wise and their riddles. And then uh, Solomon summarizes the book for us and this section in verse 7. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. What a way to start a book. And let's break this down a little bit and talk about five things you and I will gain from the regular daily reading of the book of Proverbs. Uh, first of all, uh, you, will, you will learn to practice the art of skillful living. Uh, I see words like wisdom, instruction, knowledge, understanding, prudence, discretion, guidance. They all appear in this opening prose. They have similar meanings but slight nuances to them. And um, they remind us that... Uh, uh, we're all in, in pursuit of, of knowledge and information. We live in the information age, don't we? And it's never been easier to get knowledge or to get information. In fact, if you have some reasonable intelligence and you have a computer and some fingertips, you know, uh, the, the Internet is before us. You, you can find information about anything out there. It's amazing how, how, how information has just come to our fingertips. But Solomon is quick to remind us that knowledge and information and education are not the same as the wisdom that you need to skillfully apply the knowledge you have to everyday life. There are all kinds of educated fools, people with all kinds of degrees and fancy letters behind their name, 
But that doesn't mean they have divine wisdom. The first thing Proverbs helps us do is to practice the art of skillful living. The ability to take divine wisdom and apply it and, and skillfully point it to, to everyday life. Uh, Solomon says in chapter one and verse two that one of the purposes of his wise, pithy sayings is to know wisdom and instruction. And that word translated wisdom is the Hebrew word hakma. Say that with me, hakma. all right? Say it like a good Semitic Jew, hakma. all right? Get a little, a little hak uh, in there, hakma. All right, hakma means more than just head knowledge or even heart knowledge. It's really a Hebrew word that describes anybody who possesses a skill. For example, a carpenter who is skilled in building and repairing wood structures has hakma, the Hebrews would say. A musician who composes beautiful sounds and tones has hakma. It takes hakma to write words and phrases and sentences in a way that when people read it, they're inspired. Uh, performing at the highest level of your sport requires athletic hakma. Some people have political hakma and they can get elected. Other people have business hakma and they can uh, make a sale and earn a living. Uh, other people have medical hakma and they can heal a bone. But when it comes to the art of wise living, Solomon would remind us, not everybody possesses hakma. You need divine wisdom from above, not only to acquire knowledge, but then to possess the hakma, the skill to live it out in your everyday life. It takes hakma to know how to raise a child in the fear of the Lord. It requires hakma to avoid the pitfalls of sexual immorality. Maybe you need financial hakma, or relationship hakma, or marital hakma, or the kind of hakma that uh, you, 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 can, you can skillfully communicate with your spouse, or your kids, or your grandkids. Proverbs is the place to learn the fine art of skillful living. And it gives us every reason to read from this depository of divine wisdom every day. Secondly, read Proverbs and you will develop what I like to call mental agility. Mental agility. Solomon goes on to say that the purpose of his collection of these Proverbs is there in verse 2, to understand words of insight. The book of Proverbs was written so that we might know wisdom and instruction. Knowledge will only carry us so far. Wisdom is the ability to rightly use the knowledge we've gained. You're listening to Something Good Radio. Today's message, Proverbs, Why Sayings for Everyday Life, along with all of Ron's messages, can be heard on demand on your schedule at somethinggoodradio.org. Check out the Something Good digital library with more than 500 hours of Bible teaching from Dr. Ron Jones that'll help you in your journey with Jesus. That's somethinggoodradio.org. Need prayer today? Stop by the new somethinggoodradio.org and share your request with us. Click on Explore and then scroll down to the How Can We Pray For You option. That's somethinggoodradio.org. We also want to say thank you because your prayers and financial support make it possible for Ron to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. Your donations do make a difference. And when you give a gift this month, Ron will say thank you by sending you a new resource that goes along with this current series, Route 66, The Ultimate Road Trip Through the Bible. 
It's Ronzi book based on the five Old Testament wisdom books, Job through Song of Solomon. Request this digital download when you make a gift to Something Good Radio. Donate online at somethinggoodradio.org or mail your gift to P.O. Box 6245, Virginia Beach, Virginia 23456. You can also call our offices at 757-276-1099. If you have damaged your conscience through repeated disobedience, your conscience will be silent. You won't know the difference between right and wrong. We're living in the times described by Isaiah the prophet when he says, Woe to those who call evil good and good evil. That's next time when Dr. Ron Jones shares part two of his message, Proverbs, Wise Sayings for Everyday Life. Join us then for Something Good. For Ron and the entire team here at Something Good Radio, I'm Brian Davis, saying so long and thanks for listening.